Let's get salty. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. <laughs> and I'm Liz. I'm Naomi. And we're the Rank Galloway Girls. And we're glad to be here and excited yeah. to talk about... Um, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of things we can talk about. First up, if you ordered merch from us, and I apologize, you're about to hear some sound... Hopefully, hopefully not, maybe. <laughs> Remove the microphone cord. <laughs> um, if you ordered merch from us, it shipped yesterday, and I'm so Yay! excited. Uh, that It was a mission. It was a mission. Um, but it was it, it was not that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's sorry it did require delay, two trips to the post oh office. Um, I just had forgotten to order bags to ship in. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, did they sell anything? I went to the post office after hours. They didn't have anything. Oh. And then I realized I could have used mailing bags after yeah. I purchased the – anyway, Aww. it was a whole thing. But it's fine. <laughs> we'll get better at it. We will. We will. <laughs> and, in fact, we'll probably have another pre-order happening soon. Yes. Um, we both actually have merch on today. Yeah, we have we different have, merch on We today. have not sold this one, and I would like to do this one on a tank. Yeah, I oh yeah, that's one, the so. the teal with the neon print, the quote yeah. neon, like marquee the, looking yeah. print. Yeah, so. Oh, I love it. It'll be fun. And then, oh, we both have our mugs again. Yes. Which I'm not even going to try to ship mugs, so no. we have to come to Reston to get a mug. Well, yeah, we may we may be able to do <laughs> some, dra- some um, direct from Mugs the website. From, yeah. And speaking of the website, you can always check out what we've got at rungallowaygirls.com slash shop. Yeah. That's where you can support us. You can buy some of our favorite products there or gain honey stingers, beauty counter, beautycounter.com slash rungallowaygirls. There is actually a friends and family event going on right now where you can get up to 25% off. So pretty great. So, yay, we got the promo out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thank you guys for supporting. We love you. Yes. It's it's incredible. Um, And it feels a little weird to yes. have started with promos when we are just 21 episodes in. That's kind of cool. It is awesome that we're 21 episodes in, though. It is. We're um, building something. Yeah. And we started this year. We started, like, in January. I don't know. It's just, it's very, very cool that we've stuck with it. Yeah. But, you know, that is about, like, running is like that, too. You just have to kind of stick with it. Yeah. And you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to fumble, and you're going to say the wrong thing. And would like I did when I was like had a fertility center on my brain instead of the fitness center where Danny worked. Yeah. And I re-listened <laughs> to that and I was like, I'm an idiot. Naomi corrected me and I was just like having like something else because I had been talking to my friend Nancy about that doctor. Long story long, he is a doctor in Virginia who actually does platelet-rich therapy, PRP for the ovaries and like it's very hard to find those doctors but he only does it for his patients so that's just a long story long but I was talking to her about him for like an hour the night before yeah and so it's just on your mind Mm -hmm. but yeah just making making it a part of your routine when you're Mm -hmm. like well Wednesdays for podcasting and yeah whatever you pick your run days it's almost easier to get up on Wednesdays too I know podcasting than it is for running it feels like less prep for me yeah. Because maybe because I'm not preparing to go out into the elements. Like, yeah. even though, I mean, yes, it was cold yesterday, but like recently it's been warm. So, but there's still that like preparation of going out into the world yeah. and being ready to run, which is different than being ready to just sit and talk. Sit and talk. I know. <laughs> that we I, can do anytime. <laughs> I know. Definitely. Um, all right. So I have today that um, I have a couple of notes for today and hopefully we'll get to everything that we're talking about. 
Um, and so I think that the most important thing that we should really touch on is enjoying the process while you're running. So we've talked back mm-hmm. and forth a lot on the podcast and then offline to each other about our goals and our previous marathons and what are we doing and is our fitness improving? Yes, it's improving by how much. How you compare it, which you shouldn't be comparing yeah. it. And, but you're and, always comparing it. <laughs> and I think like what it comes down to as we get ready for this marathon is we have really, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about what what, what should we do, be doing. And I mean, I have really come to we need to continue to just enjoy it. Yeah. We need to hold tight as to where we are with any injuries. Like we can't be let, realistic in that. Right. We can't let anything that is happening right now get worse. And we also can't really let anything get better because we've got to just stay in oh, the yeah. training mode. We're less than we're four weeks out. We are right, right? in the heat of out. it. So if we pull off the gas at if we push the gas too hard. We're going to burn out, get injured, and have a really horrible race day. Mm-hmm. If we pull off the gas, we're not really going to be prepared for the marathon. And so we just have to kind of keep steady, stay steady state, and and just enjoy the moments. And so while we do have a pretty big workout coming up, we have our last long run, and then we have a pretty big workout coming up for the advanced or intermediate plan, Our what we may need to do is say... We're not actually on the advanced intermediate plan. We're on a to finish plan and we may need to back off. I was thinking about that last night because um, we did a fantastic run this weekend Um, and I'm dealing with, it's just a whisper of it, but I'm still dealing with that like front of, it's, I don't even want to call it my shin. It's like my soleus muscle, but it like. So it radiates from inside my leg, like behind the bone. Yeah. And it hurts on the front. It sounds awful. It's, uh, yeah. And and it's been plaguing you on and off. Yeah, pretty much any time I've run run miles, like under nine minute miles, it hurts. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It like doesn't want to go. It doesn't want to do 60 30s. It wants to do 30 30s. Yes, it's those longer. It's the longer intervals, not the not the faster speed. Right, because I'm gonna run fast no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's fine. It just hurts in the morning when I go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, we've re- reevaluated like numerous times throughout this cycle, and that's and it's just that's what it is about though. Is like the training cycle is a process, and you may not start at the place you think. You may start at a place thinking you're going to end up somewhere else, and that's not what this is about. And so that's not how it works. Right. So you really just have to continuously look, you know, at where you are right now versus, well, where did I want to be when we started this? Or where should I have gotten by now? And that's just not realistic. sometimes when you look around, you kind of figure out that you got to somewhere better. Oh, yeah. A lot of times you're like, oh, my gosh, I never thought I could be here. Right. Exactly. beyond what I thought. Like, did you ever think you'd be biking as much as you're biking? Oh, no. Not right? at all. I, like, yeah. along with running? Like, did you ever think Which that you would be in a... It was like a sidestep. Yeah. From- and then and then I would say the biggest improvement, like, that I've seen in you over this training cycle is your mental approach to minutes matter instead of miles yeah. matter. So you have swapped your second run completely for a bike. Yeah. And you have embraced, finally, 
embraced walking. Yes. So I sometimes <laughs> Old lady walk. Yeah, my second my second run sometimes is a walk or yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm counting everything counts. That's my mod my mod yeah. right now. Like, like walking, minutes count. count. And yeah. I think if people I think that is like for someone getting started really tracking your minutes of activity and Garmin has a like has activity minutes as a tracking goal. Um, a lot of things track, you know, the 150 active minutes right. a week is, is like kind of a goal. Um, and, and I still think steps are a great metric too mm-hmm. over tracking miles. Yes. Um, because steps can lead to huge, like if you figure out, like, let's say you're a runner right now and you run your three to four times a week, but you look at your overall weekly average and you're only averaging 7,000 steps a day on average, even with those run days, yeah. that means there are some days you're only getting three to 4,000 steps. Yeah. So if you were to then bump that average up to 10,000, all of a sudden you're going to see marked improvement in your running because you're spending more time on your feet. Yeah. Cause you're building up these like little tiny muscles, yeah. and tendons and ligaments by walking. Yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, I think just continuing to enjoy the process. And I think, uh, I'm kind of coming to the terms with like the marathon's going to be hard, but it's going to be so fun to run a marathon together. I know. And for the first time running a marathon together since, um, Richmond, yeah. where it's not about anybody else. We're, it's and it's also about us. finishing together. Like yeah. That's something we've, because we've, other times we've started together, but we both said run your own race. And right. this time it's not about that. It's, it's like about finishing right. together. And, and staying like, together and yeah. pulling each other through the hard parts mm-hmm. because there are going to be hard parts in the race. Like, you know, it's going to be about like keeping each other in the moment so that we don't speed up at certain times, yeah. keeping each other like chilled out. And what's really cool is I'm, I'm actually really excited to use some of the strategies that we've talked about in the marathon. One of the one of them being when we're running, if we have a mile that's too hot or too fast, I'm really excited to literally have <laughs> yes. an eleven or twelve minute mile and reset in the middle of a marathon and then see what happens afterwards. Because I'm I'm certain that we'll make up any like lost right. time with banked speed. Like I'm pretty certain that's what happens. Yeah. But it'll be fun to find out. It will be. Like <laughs> hopefully we don't, yeah, do anything stupid and run anything too fast. But I mm-hmm. 100% agree that like we've used that down during training now and it's worked out so great to look back and be like, oh my gosh, even with that super slow mile because yeah. we needed extra recovery, we walked two whole minutes in that mile, We or that whole mile was 30-30s, yeah. we still averaged – X pace. And so you don't have to have, it doesn't have to be like this all or nothing where every single mile, especially when you have 26 of them, you have a lot, a lot. You got nothing but time. (laughs) So I'm really excited about that. And I, you know, um, I think that, that kind of, I put like little notes here and the first one was enjoying the process. And so that's what we're talking about here. And then building fitness. I think we a hundred percent have built some fitness and I'm excited to see where that takes us when we start working on speed, um, and shorter distances for a little while. I'm excited to see where you being so fit. I'm excited to see 
what happens as you really focus on getting your planter, not just to feel better, but to like go away and how, like, it's going to be hard because I think it may necessitate six weeks of like minimal stepping. I know. Yeah. And like lots of biking, but that's okay because we will swap every run that we've been doing for bikes. And we can start swimming. Yeah. I know. So that'll be exciting too, because I was thinking about it. I can, um, what I'll do is I will park, I'll t- take Brian's car on days that we bike and I'll go park at work and then I'll bike with, I'll come to your house and we'll go bike and then I'll just bike home, get ready for work or I'll have stuff for work or whatever. And then I'll bike back to work, put my bike on the car and I'll have my car and my bike. Nice. That'll be great. Very smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, cause I work, I work like a mile from her house Yeah, and it's only like three or four miles from here. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's also, yeah, it's close to the trail. So yeah. Hey. So we'll just bike, 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 bike. Plus yeah. I have a Peloton and you've got a trainer, but yeah. you know, there's also a lot of Pelotons for sale. I'm trying to, I know. I, I just want you to take classes with me. <laughs> I like, I really want one. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it and thinking about what, it, you know, obviously then I would take my other bike off the trainer. And so, yeah, I've got to, I, I mean, don't, I won't have both of them down there in the basement. Taking my so the <laughs> only downside to buying the Peloton brand new was that you have to pay for the membership for the full year and we did not use our membership for the full year for the, the first, first year, year. it was pretty bad but I got a brand new bike and they came and they set it up for me and I paid $71 a month through a firm and it's zero percent financing nice so that's not bad at all it's yeah. kind of du- like it's kind of dumb because I like finance is like three grand but and I think they're cheaper now because Peloton's not doing well. Yeah. Right after you <laughs> bought it, they started, like, having fire sale. Bank- yeah. Not but, but, like. <laughs> but you know what? I It's, like, the cost of I wanted it when I wanted it. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. You, you use, know. Yeah. You use it for what you use it for. And, yeah. So, I just love it. I'm pretty excited to... I have, like, up until um, Dan's passing, I was riding a lot. A lot and yeah. so I'm, I'm going to get back in. I'm thinking with, like, May, even though we have the marathon, I'm going to, like, if there are any early badges, I'm going to try to get the early badges. Cool. So I'll take a look, too. Yeah. The bike badges. Yeah, the 40K. And so um, just remember that building fitness is a process that happens long-term, over time and that it's not linear. You're going to build fitness even when it feels like you're not, even when it feels like you're just doing the same thing and and getting no results. But there are a couple of things that you can add in yeah. to get faster. So uh, well, oh, yeah. you want to segue into that? Yeah, I think we, we found a couple of great, I don't know if, which one you want to start oh. with, Steve Magnus or Nick. Um, so there's a couple of great like posts that we saw on, on Instagram that we just wanted to mention. Um, Let's start with Steve's because yeah. I think that that's really good. So yeah. So okay. Steve Magnus. So this was we a little Steve. infographic. Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned Steve and Brad oh. almost as much as we mentioned Megan and David. Their research <laughs> is just, yeah, both of them have such great research. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so Steve Magnus put uh, a little little graph um, about winning more win more workouts than you lose. So this was a study that um, he had Houston athletes rate their hard workouts on a scale uh, one to three, bad, average, or good. Um, and so then he looked at who had improved the most during their cycle versus who stagnated. The improvers had fewer quote bad workouts, which is kind of what you would expect, right? 
but the there you know what it comes down to um, the error rate is around sixteen percent. So essentially, you would still fail sixteen percent of your workouts, and that's still a very successful. And this season. was just how the how the athletes felt about the yes. workouts, not actually what they did. So I think the big takeaway here is is how you feel about what you did in your workout matters more. And a great example of this, we looked back at our Mountains to Beach 14 by 1 or Mile Repeats 12, 12 by 1, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The last big workout two weeks before, before Mountains to Beach in 2019. In 2019, that's where Mountains to Beach, that's where I got my first BQ, 334.58, my two-second buffer. Mm-hmm. And Naomi got I ran a, a almost a PR, 59 seconds. Pretty much... Right on her PR. Yeah. I have memories of like it being a great workout. I was like, we did 14 by one. We crushed it. <laughs> like that's how I thought. And Naomi's like, no, I don't think we did. And she goes back. She had titled the workout failed mile repeat. <laughs> that was easy to find in my garment. <laughs> and then and meanwhile, I was like, oh, no, look, we just did 20 miles. It was the intention of the workout. So... This is where the mindset really matters going into races. And this is how we've always been. So I'm not like calling Naomi out, (laughs) but she's always goes into races kind of being, and this has been a change for this year. She's like, I'm not going into it feeling like this. She goes, like, she'll, I don't know if we can do it. I like, I have the doubts. I I don't know if we can do it. I'm going to try, but I don't know. And the one race that she did not go into that was Richmond when we ran that 350. I had you no were idea. like, you're like, I'm just gonna run with you. It's gonna be fine. I right. was like, yep, I gotcha. Don't worry. And I go into races like stupidly blindly confident. <laughs> like we got this. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I, have I can do it. Nothing Even to back it up. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm trying to flip my mindset. And that's been a process that's taken a while. And so yeah, la- Richmond being yeah that standalone because I had nothing to back it up. No presence yeah. for running a, a you know Galloway method yeah. marathon. But then even just like as recently as, you know, New York, I didn't really, I didn't race, but Army 10 Miler in the fall, mm-hmm. I did not have, I had sort of an idea of around what I thought I could do, but I ended up faster than I thought because I didn't, I didn't go into it with doubts though. I went into it with just like, it's just going to be fun. And it well, was just, you know, it was just going to be part of, it's just the day and it was not and, about and a I specific think, time. I think that's happened a lot in the short races. You're mm-hmm. so comfortable in the short races yeah, and true. you, you go in without a plan and you kind of surprise yourself. Whereas in the marathon, you've got the doubts. And yeah. so you go in without a plan and you're kind of, or, or with a plan that I don't ha- think I can live up to. Right, right. And so I think when you're going into, I think everyone going into these races, I think kind of knowing what you're capable of is important. Mm -hmm. I think kind of researching what and and practicing what these races should feel like is important. And I think that's where training comes in. And I think um, knowing kind of how to pace different races is important too. Um, You know, there is... We've talked a little bit about, like, go out hard and die, like, you know, like, go hard and, <laughs> and hang, on as, and long hang as on as long as you can is a great strategy when you're brand new to running, but it is not a strategy for the marathon. And no. actually, it's not, it's not a great strategy for the half. I've no. done it. 
Um, Even for five k's, it's a dumb strategy, but you can do it. I still. I don't know. I think I think it's a fantastic strategy for the five (laughs) k. Like because like the five k is so short, and you can only burn so much. Like, but I've died hard doing that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and you. But you learn about your body. Yeah, that's true. You are push the limit. I think I talked about the four miler on here where I went out. Um, it was the. Twilight four miler at six p.m. Yeah, I, I went with Dale, and so I had forgotten I was supposed to run it. Um, and I'm laying by the pool, and Dale's like, "Hey, are you coming to do the race?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot." She's like, "I got your packet." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I like go up there, and I like had had a margarita at lunch, <laughs> and I she was like, "I'm gonna try to do this." I was like, "Oh okay." I go out and at five fifty one first mile. 551 first <laughs> mile. miler, knowing that that's not your I have for never long. run under six ever. <laughs> and I ran a 551 first mile. So don't worry, fast. I slowed down. <laughs> after that. And I think it was like the first half mile. I don't think I finally, I clicked over. But um, I was able to like save it. And I mean, it was like that's 90 awesome. some odd degrees. I'll have to oh look at gosh. the actual times. But it was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember like looking down at my watch. I'm like, why am I running 550 right now? Yeah. <laughs> No, I've definitely set mile PRs in 5Ks multiple yeah. times. So I've been a victim of that, or I, uh, yeah, I'm but, guilty of it. But. but I think, so, I think it's really important knowing where your fitness is, being realistic yes. with your pacing, and knowing that the marathon, with having nothing but time, you've got to go in blindly confident, but you also have to know your speed limits, because that's the most important thing in the marathon, because you've got to save that speed for later. So... You could be running eight minute miles in your 5Ks, in your 10Ks, in your every like 8XX, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to be running 8XX in the marathon. You really do have that one point. I mean, Three if it's your one. first marathon, you have a 1.7 slowdown. Yeah. Like, and you just got to be okay with that. You've got to realize, like, it's about getting to mile 23. With speed in your legs still, it's not yeah. about showing what speed you have before and that. I would say that's it. Yeah, first, second, third. Like, it's kind of your, your early marathon. It's not even yeah. just your first. Even if you've got one behind you. And you, you should yeah. have you should have some improvement year to year. If you're not, if you are stagnating, and this goes for any, any and all runners, um, if you're stagnating, You've got to you've got to throw some new stimulus into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was talking to I had dinner with Amanda um, the other night, and uh, hi Amanda, <laughs> she listens. <laughs> she was talking about how she tried 1530s, and her pace was exactly the same as 3030s. As 3030s, and I yeah, yeah. we've found that too. Like yeah. recently, that you can sh- literally shorten your intervals, cut them in half. And, and still stay like I mean we've done close to ten minute miles with fifteen fifteen thirty. Yeah. So one of the ways that you can improve your speed in just three minutes is by doing a block of six 30 second strides, fast running, super fast, with a 90 second recovery, and that'll be a 30 second walk, 30 second easy. 30-second walk. That's 90 seconds right there. You're going to repeat that six times. So in just three minutes of fast running, you will be able to improve your running. So if you add that in, I would say add it in to like 20 minutes into your run. Uh So you can do it towards the end of a 30-minute run. Do it in the last 10 minutes. 
Um, so after you're nice and warmed up, um, throw it into the last little bit of your long runs to improve the, that speed when you're tired. Or you can put it in like two miles into your long run. Like, um, But these strides, that's really how you can improve your speed overall in just three minutes. Yeah, whether or not you're a run walker. But yeah. run walking, you're almost doing those all the time. And that's where you know what, though? Faster. We are. But I think there's a lot of run walkers that are are not working on their running economy. And that's where that's where I think it's really important to put this little block of six 30 second strides. Jeff's drills, his uh, Jeff's acceleration glider drills, I think, are really aimed to do this as well. Yeah. Um, And so you can look up uh, acceleration gliders and cadence drills on Jeff Galloway's website. Those are two fantastic um, things to put in as well, but it doesn't even need to be that structured. structured. Yeah. In order, like plopping these six 30 second strides into what you're already doing rather than saying, oh, I'm adding drills. Because, you know, there's a lot of talk about like, oh, you're a new runner, you should improve your cadence, you should improve your form, you should improve this. No, when you're a new runner, you should just build consistency and mm-hmm. get out there. Keep it easy. Most of the time, 90% of the time, throw this in there and you're going to see impro- improvement. Once you have that consistency build, built in, I think then you start adding workouts, drills and hills and, you know, all of that. But don't worry so much about being perfect when you are not consistent. Consistency over everything. Yeah, especially starting out. I did want to uh, just point out one oh, thing yeah. back to the Steve Magnus because um, – his little um, post is that this is more for where we're at is that when you, if you do find that during your cycle, you have, you know, a more of a failure rate than, than two out of 10 workouts, you should start to consider. So if you get to that, like three out of 10 or failure rate, you should start to consider to change your uh, goals and that's, yeah. you know, readjust. And we've definitely done that. Yeah. I know setting 100%. out with Mountain Beach training this year, I believe we thought we were 340. We were yeah. going to run a 340, you yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, no. I'm like, could we do a 440? <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, I think 415 sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it, it took me a while to kind of be like, Oh my gosh, can we, are we really going to do this? I mean, up until yesterday, I was like, we should drop to the half. <laughs> oh yeah. We've still been, still been thinking about it with injuries, but it's comes back to that. And that's, you know, that's part of it too. So it's not just the speed that if you're not hitting the speed, um, but if every, every workout is, you know, above and beyond what you're able to reach, then yeah. Yeah. Reconsider, then- talk to, if you've got a coach, talk to them. Or, you know, look at what your what your goals are and adjust for what's realistic. Yeah. So. And speaking of coaching, we are not per- going to provide coaching services, but <laughs> we are working on some sort of groups where uh, we can connect runners in a very social community way Um for summer and fall training. So we're working on kind of what that looks like um, so that you can have kind of a virtual running buddy um, where we can also have kind of like meetups over the summer to help support you with your goals. Um, I am working on training plans for all of the races around here. You could obviously adjust 
for than local races. based on whatever yeah. race you're doing, but that will give you exact dates. Like if you get got into New York, when do you need to start training and what should you be doing? If you're going to do Richmond, Marine Corps, yeah, Chicago, Chicago yeah. CIM, we're going to have marathon training plans for that. Army 10 miler. Um, we will even have, if you're in the DC area, have a plan that includes all of the local races. Mm-hmm. If you're like, give me the medals, <sighs> we will make sure that we include all of those because it is possible to do all of the fall races in DC. They're sp- yeah. Out apart enough to and, where and Richmond, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Marine Corps, go do no, no. no. I I actually do not recommend that no, to anyone not, not unless you are like unless you're you're pacing at Marine yeah. Corps um, because I've done that before or pacing I pacing at Richmond because I've done that before too. Right. No, yeah. So oh we will gosh. have some sort of like yeah, not one on one coaching, but some training plans. Yeah, and yeah, and and we will kind of probably do it as a you know pay if you would like to pay for it. if you find pay value you and would like to pay for it. Great if you just want to participate, that's okay too. Yes, uh, especially as we pilot this program because it's something I'm really passionate about is helping people. Um, and that's I think why we started this because we yes. both like just wanted to help people become runners mm-hmm. and we love running and, and we wanted to share like yeah what we love about it share Galloway method and like yeah and get other people interested not yeah not to make money on it <laughs> I don't know did you see on our Instagram a conversation with Allison not yet oh mm-hmm. so um uh Allie is someone I've known since I was 13 and she was 11 um, and she said that she, our podcast and our running has inspired her to become a runner Aww. and she signed up for her very first half marathon. Oh my God. And I'm like so proud and excited because Allie was like, she was like one of my sister's friends and like they were like, I used to babysit for her and her sister. Um, like, which is funny because I was only two years older, but her yeah. sister is much younger. Um, but yeah, I used to, it's. It's, it's crazy. Like they would have me babysit. Yeah, <laughs> but it was times were different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, it was a real shock when I came to Reston because I had I started babysitting at ten in North oh, Carolina. Yeah, like no joke. Over spring break from nine to five. Oh my god! I gosh. had a five year old, a three year old, and an eight month old at ten. At ten. What? At ten. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For three dollars an hour. Uh, I think I made five dollars an hour. Whoa! Actually. Well, with three kids, you, yeah, yeah. But an eight-month-old. Oh I was my ten gosh. years old. They gave me an eight-month-old. That makes no sense. <laughs> but let, let's just be clear. I was born sixteen, and yeah. I have not aged since. Yeah, exactly. I am still sixteen. I'm just a really mature sixteen-year-old. It's just really funny when you think about it. But then oh. I came to Reston, and people were like, "Oh, you're you're only thirteen. Oh, you're only fourteen, and you babysit." I was like, "Yeah, of course I babysit. I'm Red Cross certified. I've been doing it for five years." Yeah, yeah. Well, I was babysitting at twelve, but yeah, it just mm-hmm. seems crazy now to think about it. I know. Could you imagine Lila like going over to somebody's house and babysitting eight month old and being like, or even a three year old? Like, could you imagine you being like, "Okay, Lila, you're gonna watch Julian." Yeah. All day, I'll see like right. on a no school day. And I'll see you at five. Right, the entire day, feeding diaper or whatever. Like no, I'm not even sure Lila could no. get herself fed all day. No, <laughs> that's amazing. 
Um, but no, that's not true. No, I actually, she actually think, does. I actually think that if you gave her that that kind of responsibility to watch Julian for two hours, and like, okay, you oh, need yeah. to feed him. So she, I bet she could yeah, do it. She does. She on, would surprise you. So I mean, obviously, I've been in the house when this has happened, but like throughout tax season yeah. on Saturdays, I would be working in my office, and the two of them, she would be. She would feed him, and she because she can get can get herself a bowl of cereal. She gets gets him snacks. Oh. She would put him down for a nap. Now really? she didn't do diapers, so it's like I don't do diapers. Like no, <laughs> but she she would do you know what? You so much ask with her him. Potty training. You I know. Like, you should be like so, Lila, because you don't want to do diapers. Yeah. Um, why don't you teach him to go potty? <laughs> I know. So she so she did really well with just yeah. like you know yeah. unstructured. Yeah. But I bet, you uh, know Mother's what? helper. I bet she's going to be a fantastic babysitter. She's really good with him. She's, so. well, because she's the type of kid that I think she is not going to ask for responsibility, but once you push it on her or say this yeah. is the, she's a kid who she rises just, to expectations. She does. But the problem is, like, we don't expect, you know, our 10 and 11 and 12-year-olds like we were expected to be. Right. We don't expect them to be as responsible as we were. Adults and leaders. We're still hiring babysitters for them. Right. And I I think that like that's almost like we should go back to like kind of shifting like yeah. and expecting a little more responsibility and understanding that we're still gonna get like they're still small children and we're still gonna get outbursts and we're still gonna get like Im- like immaturity that's like we why are, you were so you were so mature a second ago why are you so immature right now but that's normal but i think when we raise that bar of uh, expectation it's like kids just rise to it yeah, kids rise do. to what you expect of them yeah so we're <laughs> we didn't do it this year this is just a funny segue we um did a really funny um april fools joke at common grounds one year where and it's on youtube where we um, we did a free range childcare like video <laughs> where all the kids were acting crazy and they were in charge and the teachers were like blah they're like ah oh, kids got to be kids like it was pretty funny and then I really want to do one where um, we do child led learning as our thing but oh, we have geez. like the six year olds taking care of infants yeah be like we've solved the child care crisis introducing child labor child care <laughs> um and the the kids were super into the idea of it but then we just didn't get around to yeah because it. it's really year. hard to yeah. right to like coordinate that yes. choreograph it oh my, oh my gosh that's so yeah that's videoing so like children is difficult this is true <laughs> so Alrighty, so now it's time for 30 minutes in. It's time to get salty, you guys. <laughs> so we have talked a little bit about salt on this podcast and how we freaking love it. <laughs> yeah, and how, it, like, anecdotally, we've seen a difference in taking it during workouts, during, yeah. especially if there's going to be, you know, if it's heat, yeah. heat-related workouts or, or and, long runs. And we have, we know that salt gets like kind of a bad rap, especially if you hear, like if you're sedentary, you're probably not listening to this podcast. (laughs) But if you've got, you know, a lot of doctors will say when you're diagnosed with high blood pressure, which high blood pressure can often be hereditary and not related to your activity level or your sodium intake, it can be related to just your genetic makeup. My father is probably one of the healthiest people I know. He goes out and he like 
moves giant piles of sticks all over 54 <laughs> acres of land all the time. And he has hereditary high blood pressure. My sister, same thing, moves giant piles of sticks all over <laughs> her yard to create like this natural wonderland. And she has, you know, has dealt with blood pressure issues. Um, so it's like that piece of the salt blood pressure bad, not necessarily true. If you're sedentary, if you have high blood pressure, one of the most effective ways to reduce your blood pressure is by walking. So get out there, physical activity. It is one of the best ways. Meditation can help, all of those things. Reducing your sodium and going on a low salt diet is like putting, for blood pressure, is like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. You are still not addressing the metabolic things that are causing that high blood pressure if, you know, like kind of in general. Now, granted, not medical advice, but I guarantee if you ask any doctor, if they're saying you have some high blood pressure, first off, medication, yes. If they're saying that you need medication, trust them, do it, right? But I guarantee they will tell you, if you ask, what could you do? They're going to say, reduce your sodium intake. Absolutely reduce your processed food intake. That's going to lower your sodium intake right there. Start walking. They're going to say these things. Mm -hmm. They, like, they honestly are. Like, we're not giving crazy advice. And that's really what it is. You don't need to worry about the, the salt you shake on your food. You need to worry about the packaged foods that have a lot of sodium in them. So that's my little, like, ahead of time. But why, so as an athlete, salt, though, is really important, and you probably are getting enough salt for 30 to 60 minutes of activity repeated. Just in your diet. Just in your diet, especially if you have some processed foods in your diet. Um, but what salt does, and this is from Training Peaks, and we'll share the link, um, it's a blog post on why athletes need salt, and it does cite a couple of studies Um, Sodium helps you absorb and retain more of the fluid you take in, and this boosts your blood plasma volume. And the more blood plasma you have, the less strain on your cardiovascular system as it works to deliver oxygen to your muscles, um, and it will help cool you down. So that is why you've got to keep your salt up. And if you're super salty sweater, Like, you've got to replace that. Now, there was another study in 2015 or 2016 um, that if you're a super salty sweater, do you need to replace your salt? Or maybe do you need to lower your salt in your regular, like, eating? Stop eating as much processed food and it will make your salt less sweaty. But it doesn't matter that once you're losing salt and electrolytes on those runs over 90 minutes, you do have to add it back. That's the long story long of all of the studies that we looked at here. And if you are, um, so hold on one second. I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) Um, basically, so Stanford health points out that rec athletes doing 30 to 60 minutes, um, that don't get super sweaty, what you're eating is enough basically. You're getting it in the diet until you go over 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, it, but if you're going over 90 minutes or several times a day, or you're really, really sweating, you've got to replace the salt and, um, and to maintain hydration. Now, 
So if you're doing doubles and yeah. even if you have a 32 or, you know, two that are 30 to 60 minutes. If you're eating a relatively, if you are eating a relatively like cooked at home diet of whole foods, you probably are not like you're not eating a lot of processed foods. You should liberally salt your food. Um, and honestly, I don't think that you should worry about like cutting out salt, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you're... Cooking with salt, you're and then you're or if you're using and if salt you're eating for taste, any processed food, like if you're balancing, I would say thirty percent processed food, seventy percent unprocessed food. You have an amazing diet, and I want to be you because I'm probably <laughs> the opposite. I'm probably seventy processed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, going towards more whole foods and cooking at home obviously is the goal. But like, yeah, like you said, it's not going to be. Yeah. The salt is not going to be what causes, um, most likely, causes your high blood pressure. So let's let's talk a little anecdotally about yeah. salt. So we use salt caps, and we have found actual metrics of taking salt caps and our heart rates during activity going down. Yeah. And so that is really amazing, and that really um, reinforces the mm-hmm. fact that it boost that blood plasma volume because we both drink a lot when we're out running. It's something that, you know, we carry handheld water bottles so that we can sip the entire time. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Our, our blood basically, yeah. If you're, if we're drinking all that water and not taking salt in as we're getting salty here, cause mm-hmm. I know I'm a salty sweater. It's diluting our blood. It's making our blood, our heart actually is working harder yeah. to p- pump it around the body. And that's why the heart rate is going to go up. And when you take the salt, it's going to bring it back down because it's going to, you know, it's going to pull that, pull that liquid out of your cells, like, or out of your, you know, into the bloodstream. Yeah. And yeah. allow it to, to allow your heart to work a little less hard. And so, yeah, we've seen it. We've both seen it where we've forgotten to bring enough fuel, but we had salt. Yeah. Um, I had one run that I was really excited about last summer that, that happened because I had gone out with not enough fuel for what I, for 16 miles. I thought I was going to do an hour. Wasn't feeling great. Then I felt great because that's how it goes. The first yeah. mile is a liar. And then I ran out of fuel after nine miles and I had salt caps. Yeah. And I ran 16 miles and felt amazing. I used. I don't to, recommend doing that right. as a practice, but it it worked out. Yeah, I definitely like fuel, fuel more, fuel like more fuel, 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 yes. fuel, fuel. Um, but I did. Um, I used to for a while. I was running with just salt and water for certain runs. Yeah, uh, I was doing very very minimal fueling. And it was pretty incredible. I was do- actually that's not true. I was doing goos, so which actually have, have sodium in them. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was doing the triberry goos, salt caps, and water. That was like my fueling regimen. And when I did like my Ragnars in 2016 and 2017, uh, or is that right? Yeah, 2016, yeah. 2017, my Ragnar Ultras, that that was my strategy was goose, salt, and water. And the more salt I took, the better I felt. And I maintained like kind of great paces even through hot days. Um, and so the long story long of this is salt probably won't hurt you. There's And there's almost like during activity, there's not, there's almost not a too much level, at least I've found. Correct. I can take... The only thing it does is is it makes me perform better. Yeah. It doesn't there hasn't been any bad side effects. I actually was at the doctor yesterday. My blood pressure is always usually pretty good. It's 108 over 56, even yeah. though I was all nervous. So it's very like, you know, 
blood pressure oh. unless you've got I actually had yeah. so I actually had an issue a couple years ago where I had removed chips from my diet and I had no. like kind of I know right <laughs> I know I want to be Why? sponsored by chips now but I had done like kind of a whole food kick yes. and I was starting and I felt great and then you know it, like some time had gone on and I I felt okay except I was coaching diving and every time I got up on the diving board to like like to spot kids which is this is even more scary I would start to black out so I'm like helping kids with dives on the end of a diving board and I'm like you know having to move up and down and I'm feeling like I'm in a blackout and I mentioned this to my doctor I was like you know I feel good I feel better once I start moving and get my heart rate up but like changing positions I'm really orthostatic intolerant and I do have pots and I was like I was like, it doesn't feel like POTS. Like, it feels different. Um, and she's like, well, have you changed anything? I was like, well, you know, I, I stopped eating chips. And, like, so I guess I'm not eating enough salts. And she goes, yeah, you need to start eating chips again. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's orders. <laughs> so I was like, oh. And so as soon as I increased my sodium intake, it, like, went away. It went, yeah. So That's um, insane. Yeah, I definitely, if you're not using salt caps on um, on long runs over 60 minutes, you should try it. If you're not fueling starting at the beginning of your runs, uh, Amanda, again, said she said the best she ever felt was when she was doing half a goo every 20 minutes mm-hmm. on her runs. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, That's... I'm, I'm going to start playing around with half a goo every 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like, and with Martins, which don't yeah. have a lot of salt, um, we definitely need the salt too. But I really feel like I I like having them as frequently as possible. Yeah, like I yeah. like half a Martin every I know. mile. I'm, that's that's <laughs> kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like at, like every ten minutes a half a half a Martin and kind of see what that does to our performance. Yeah, that's gonna be really expensive. It is. They're like four dollars. <laughs> it's gonna be thirteen. I don't know Martins. where we're gonna stash them. We're gonna have to wear like a hydration pack of Martins. <laughs> Backpack full of Martins. Just stuff our brow with Martins. Yes. <laughs> oh, did you get a boob job? No, these are my Martins. Yes. Slowly, like, getting Martin implants. smaller as you run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, my goodness. That that would be the funniest hydration pack. If somebody made a hydration pack that was, was like, like br- boobs. Yeah. Boob gel boobs. And then you, like, suck out of it. Yeah, you like, have a straw that... Uh, <laughs> I think we need to invent that. But that's an April Fool's joke right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um salt so whatever electrolyte cap you decide to use, salt stick is what we like. Um, but there are other brands out there. Follow the instructions on the bottle, and then you're going to figure out what works for you. I have not found I can take too many, and I've right. done more than ten in a long run. Um, I generally will take them if I've had fuel recently and start to notice a little bit of heart rate drift. I'll take salts. I try to take a couple every hour, like one to two, um, you know, every minimum every hour, but, but probably a little more often. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely like handfold some salt. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. Like, yeah. Yeah. Two, probably two an hour. And that's about, yeah, that's about what, what we do. Yeah. Especially if it's hot, if it's going to be like 
90 I mean, degrees. I'm pretty really sure want. I've done At up to like 90. 12 on a long run. Yeah, though, I did my so. 50k. I think I did 10 to 12 of them total. Yeah, and I and I was using Tailwind as, as my fuel, which also I think oh, which has also has some salt. So. Now the the um also the information in this says that the. Um, other electrolytes are not necessarily as important as we maybe thought they were. So um, the sweat contains only really small amounts of potassium and calcium and magnesium. It's mostly sodium. So those other electrolytes do help to balance. They certainly don't over, like don't, you know, discard them, but you don't need to worry so much about really replacing all of the electrolytes. I think potassium is the one that's like the most closely needed. And mm-hmm. you can actually overdo For heart function. Yeah. yeah. You can actually overdo magnesium on runs because what magnesium will do is give you diarrhea. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people do struggle with tailwind. Yeah. Um people or people who struggle with tailwind, generally it's the magnesium in, in it that um that is the issue because yeah, it's a calming agent. I actually take magnesium yeah. every night to go to bed. Yeah, and that's the when I reached out to Dr. Stacy Sims, she told me the magic in that little sleep supplement that I magnesium. loved was magnesium and rhodiola rosea. So that's what I take at night. Yeah, <laughs> and my HRV has been insane. <laughs> yes, it's been helping. And, yeah, and if you don't, if you you know don't have salt stick or if you haven't gotten any yet, you can use table salt. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, obviously. You have to figure out how you're going to mix it. But you could throw some salt in, in your water. Or you can I, you know, um, throw it in I Gatorade. I used to use base salts. <laughs> yes. And I have, like, a little tiny tube that yeah. you filled it with the base salts. Um, I just found it weird to take the base salt. Yeah. I mean, it was more of a, like, just different. But it And remember, remembering yeah. to take it was harder. Um, base salts, though, I ran out of real salt, and so I cooked with it for a while. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> like a it's just like a crystal a yeah. large crystal salt yeah but it has other stuff in it so it's oh, funny yeah, that's true. um but i oh the salt stick chews are also really delicious yeah so just fair warning the peach ones have a high couch score <laughs> so you might want to eat them while sitting on them like sweet tarts <laughs> and they do have like a four four and a half to one ratio. So if you are taking the capsule, the uh, chews, you're going to need to bring yeah. a lot more of them out with you on your run. They're not, they don't replace the, um, the pills, the capsules. Right. So yeah, it's four, four of them to one capsule. Yeah. And that's why the capsules are kind of better. Um, but that's also fun because then you can take a lot more of them on the couch <laughs> without overdoing it. The couch score. The couch score is so important. Um, and so, yeah. So I have a couple more like um, little things that we'll share on the blog along with the sh- in the show notes sure. about sodium intake. Um, there have been some studies, like I said, that that said that maybe it doesn't matter as much. But I think that that from anecdotal evidence that I've personally seen, I don't know. I think that it can't hurt. I think that certainly check in with your doctor if you do have blood pressure concerns. Um, but I think that other lifestyle modifications and to be honest, if you're doing everything lifestyle, you can, and like reducing sodium is the next thing or medication. Personally, I'm probably going to make the medication decision because it's just, um, high blood pressure can be really awful. Right. Um, you know, my dad really resisted going on medication, um, 
but dietary modifications is not something he will ever do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. <laughs> so, so, but he, he finally did go on medication because there's a high stroke risk. Yeah, exactly. When you have, and his is like, his blood pressure is fine and then it will like spike. Yeah. And then it'll be fine and then I'll spike. So it just had to be regulated. Whereas yeah. I, I also have low blood pressure like you do. Um, I think that like when I'm nervous, it goes up to like 117 over, you know, 70. Oh, I've had it go up into like really high when I've had like panic attack, whatever. But, and you know, because of my like other hereditary markers, they did have me like during pregnancy, they had me on like the mini dose aspirin, yeah. but they didn't well, have now me they modify my diet. So that now good. they recommend all women over age 35 go on low dose aspirin when they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. they didn't, but you know, the good thing is they didn't have me cut salt. It wasn't about Yay! the salt. It was just, you know, we just got to make sure, yeah, that there's no stroke factor so yeah all right well we still have a little bit of time before we have to like sign off for the pod what do you think we should talk about yeah now? well I did want to actually talk about Nick's um post oh yeah Nick so Nick class Costava I'm never gonna pronounce your name right Nick but I've been following him forever he's a, a rat a rabbit um elite or, oh yeah and a coach and he's local he's in Maryland um and I just love his post he's really awesome and so he posted a, a great little, this is just so helpful because we get in our heads a lot before workouts. Yeah. So his post is. Like um, I never want to do them. I just want to run easy all yeah, the time. Yeah. We just <laughs> kind of freak ourselves out. So tricks to less, tricks to less pressure in workouts. And so I'll just read it. But have you ever been anxious about performing a workout? Why do we put this pressure on ourselves to perform a workouts? Why do we feel like failures or somehow we lost fitness if we don't hit splits? Are you ready for a secret? Let's dive in together. Workouts are about one thing. Workouts are about gaining fitness, not proving it. That's huge. That's that's like a huge thing, like right there, is if your coach is prescribing paces, that's a guideline of where they think you are. If you can't hit them, hit the intention of them, which is the effort, the effort of it. Um, I actually think we're going to, um, we're going to go to time and effort base for our next training cycle with no paces on our plan, period. It'll be crazy. I know. I'm excited. Um, and then the next slide is the goal of most workouts is to ultimately put out your best effort that looks different each day when factoring in life, stress, weather, work stress, et cetera. When we put pressure on ourselves to have to have to hit numbers or we fail, we make an already hard task even harder. Okay, so here's some changes you can do. Change your mindset around workouts. It's a practice, which we mm-hmm. talked about last week. This is a practice. This is not a, you know, do or die. Like you're just practicing something to get better at it. Remove the mental barriers. Don't look at your splits during the workouts. Run without taking splits. Um, put yourself in a position to succeed without reliance on numbers. Know that if you did your best, you got more fit today because you tried. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's actually really true. Like, I mean, my Strava, if you don't pay for Strava Premium, you should because it's it's freaking awesome. It has this little fitness tool thing that is a metric of your own stats and the, the frequency of your workouts plus the effort. So it gives you like this number, right? And mine has shown like marked improvement over the last like two years because pretty much I started from zero again. Um, but it's it's pretty great. And so like remembering that like like fitness gains happen even when you don't necessarily see them. And again, 
if you are doing the same thing over and over and over again, and your intensity is at the same level constant all the time, you might not see improvement. And that's where adding those um, six by 30 second strides yeah. that we talked about earlier can, can give you a step towards improvement. You do have to do something different yeah. to gain some results sometimes, but it doesn't mean you have to do everything different. Yeah. You just have to do something different. Maybe it means starting, you know, some lifting, yeah. some strength. Maybe it means, you know, it means We love the Recover up. app, which is free when you have Strava Premium. Yeah. Just <laughs> shaking things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really liked that post because it just yeah. was a good reminder that you know, that the goal for these workouts is not to like every win single them. workout. Yeah. To win them or to, or to have to hit exact paces. It's an effort based and we get into our heads and we just need to get out of our heads. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, don't make it all or nothing. Basically you, if you make it all or nothing, you will constantly feel anxious about it and fail, create an environment that encourages you to do your best and know that doing your best is good enough and you'll be gaining fitness. Okay. And I think that that is fantastic segue to yeah. talk about our run this past weekend because we haven't talked about it yet. Yes. So again, we get into our heads about stuff. Yep. And <laughs> we had a six mile downhill block, very similar to the seven mile downhill block that we had two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago because we shuffled things around. We're going to be doing our 29 this weekend. So we had a six mile <laughs> block and I did the math and I said, well, we should be hitting nine minute miles if our marathon goal pace is like around four hours. Really, we should probably should have set it to 915, but that's fine. Um, so I said, if we did nine minute miles times six, that's 54 minutes. That's 36, 60, 30 repeats. Time-based. Time-based. And I said, okay, so we're going to go do 54 minutes of 60, 30s. And we got out there. We had to run 6.3 miles. <laughs> to get to 54 minutes. Um, but that's, I mean, that's huge because it did not feel, it It. It certainly was a marathon pace. But it, it felt longer than half marathon pace. It didn't yeah. feel like half marathon pace either or 10K pace. It felt like, like... 17 mile pace. Yeah. Like if there was a 17 the, mile race the devil out there. Dog double, the yeah. 18.1. And what yeah. was cool too to help us get out of our heads, we like we did our warm up and then we actually um saved that run and started a new run for the workout to like that way we could just kind of see it as one block yeah. and because that was just going to be something more fun for us to do and see like see that progress or see that speed in a block. I know a lot of people yeah. do it that way rather than having your recoveries and your cool downs all lumped in together. So yeah. we just want to do that. And, and then, yeah, the 60, 30 is just, again, by doing more time-based, we're getting away from, you know, being in our heads about, about like hitting, hitting mile splits. Yeah. Now, I mean, you can sometimes get carried away when you're training with a training partner, especially one that has a little more fitness than you do you can get a little carried away and kind of miss the intention of the workout. Um, I mean, we really probably should have slowed down. We probably should have done it a little slower, but that's, it's okay for our experience level. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, would, I was saying like that I wouldn't do that workout with the seven block and all of those repeated workouts like that. If we were doing a half marathon training plan, because they were pushing the limits on, it was like going and racing, Half marathon pace. If and I don't think you would do that for a half marathon training. If plan, we were doing half marathon, level, I might 
I would say we probably would be doing, instead of six and seven, we'd be doing three and four mile blocks. Agreed. At probably 20 seconds faster, at closer to 5K pace. So, like, I mean, there is something to be said about racing 5Ks to prepare for a half marathon. Yeah. Um, Racing a 5K every four to six weeks. And what's cool is if we go back and look, when we did our, we did have a three and a four mile block at the beginning of the cycle. And to see the progress that we've made from oh, that yeah. to now, it's pretty incredible just to see that in the three months. So I reset my, I reset my, um, which McCall's on my, my records on my watch. So and so at, during that, I actually got a new 5K record and I actually don't even know how to pull them up, but I think it was faster yeah. than my 5K in December. It was like a so. 26. 2016 something, something, which I think was faster than the 5k that I did in December, which I mean, that was like a, where am I 5k? Right. So, so it would be interesting to run a 5k right now. Um, I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not going to. I might run one on July 4th. I might run. I'm gonna be out of the country. I might run a 5k on July 4th and kind of see where my fitness is on a 90 degree morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'll 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 do it in spirit. I'll I'll be on an island. Well, you might not be running yet. (laughs) That's true. If your foot, like, we got to get you out of like planner. Yeah, I mean that's that's the worst part. Is like, otherwise you'll just be training with it. Forever, forever until it goes away, which I don't know. Like everyone I know who has had planter, it only went away by going. Like it take took a lot of time. Jill's went away for two months when she broke her elbow. Two yeah. months off running, hasn't come back. Amanda kind of tried to run through it, and she did acupuncture and got a cortisone shot in her nerve, not in her foot, and that kind of made it go away. Yeah, and, and all the studies say that they don't recommend complete rest now, at least. The, yeah. Like, that they really don't because it just comes right back when you ramp right, back up. Right. So Well, but that's where see. I'm saying, like, do, we'll do something else, PRP, like, treat it, you know. Yeah. I think PRP is probably. I, I know. I'm or, I mean, too. maybe even cortisone, but I think try PRP first. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. And we'll do, like, so much swimming and so much biking. Yeah. So we'll so maintain much. fitness. Yeah. I mean, someday maybe we'll do a triathlon together. Yeah, someday. Maybe. Someday. Or on June 4th. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we could still get in. Nah. No, are we going to do Are we gonna do a 5K with Greg on your birthday? I, well, we should look at that one. Yeah. Because yeah, we should. That'll be fun. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that's enough chat for today. We hope that you enjoy adding salt to your running. <laughs> Um, we also reckon a great way to add salt to your runs over 90 minutes is potato chips, potato chip brands. We are open for sponsors. <laughs> we would love you to sponsor us. Soda also has a lot of supplements or a lot of sodium. sodium. Yeah. So soda brands, we would love to be sponsored. We would love to be a running podcast that is sponsored by chips and soda <laughs> because that would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to be like we that is the shirt we need to make. Like my runs are fueled by chips and soda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get that one out there. Or like just like a soda can and a bag of chips that says run fuel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love it. In fact, I'm actually wearing my marathoner Sarah Marie t-shirt because um, I needed to remind myself yes. that I'm a marathoner. You are. Because 
Do you know I like wouldn't wear this shirt like the year that I didn't run a marathon Aww. I like wouldn't wear it. I I will sometimes like I have it on today but usually I only I wear it in the month mean. after having run a marathon. Right. After that is I like put it away because I'm not a marathoner. I didn't Aww. finish a marathon recently. I know exactly what you mean. I used to do, I did the same thing with like my bumper stickers. Like if I didn't do the whatever the event was like take them off. You can't have that on your car. Ridiculous. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I have a um I have a Tour de France shirt on. I love it. <laughs> Tour Malay, the terrible mountain. I love it. So. All oh. right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. And, uh, thanks yeah. for joining us. Enjoy your salt. Enjoy your running. Let us know um, what support you need because we love to support you as you're going through your running journey and let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just going to keep talking about chip soda and our own training. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, so have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.